Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. All right, I'm glad to have you here for the last week of our series called 21 Days of Prayer. Like every new year here at Akuo, we are kicking off 2022 with two things. The first thing is a time of intentional prayer. We want to make sure that we are all reminded that prayer is the first action we take and not our last resort. I want to make sure that everyone here is making an effort to step up their prayer life because it's one of the best things we can do for ourselves spiritually because, of course, we're connecting with the Father, we're talking to God, we're having conversation with Jesus. And not only that, it helps us out mentally. It gives us a break. It allows us to, to place some of the, the weight that we are carrying on God. And it also gets us ready to take on the new year. Now, the second thing we like to kick off each year with is a word or phrase that will be guiding us for that year, for all of this year, 2022. Last year, we talked about being fruitful, about allowing our, our roots to be dug deep in the living water, which is Jesus. Now, this year, the word that God has given us to, that, to lead us this year is sturdy. Now, to be able to deal with the year we have in front of us, we have to be sturdy. Now, to do this, we won't be able to rely on our own strength. We will need to be built on the right foundation. And we find that foundation in the scripture in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Here in this piece that we're going to read, Jesus says this, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it was built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So for us to be sturdy in 2022, we need to have our entire lives built upon Jesus. And that is what this year will be about. And that is what this series has been all about. This is about us kicking off our year in the most sturdy way possible. Now, even though it's the end of this series, it's the start of the rest of the year. Now, to get us going for today, I'm reminded of something that goes on in my house with my two kids. And it's something that actually happens way more regularly than I'd like. So I'll be walking around the house, you know, kind of doing my thing. Maybe I'm thinking about a snack. Maybe I'm doing some work. I don't know. And I'll hear one of my kids making frustrated noises, right? You know, like, oh, he, ha, oh, man, oh, man, this is so, oh, uh, oh, uh, and like lots of noises like that, right? And they will keep on making these noises. And sometimes they will escalate into like a full-blown like yelling, like, ah, what, ah, maybe even some crying, maybe some throwing of things. So I'll go over and I'll be like, what's wrong? And then they'll tell me that they can't do something or something that they're trying to figure out is too hard or like the light to the bathroom isn't on and they can't reach it, you know? And for the longest time, I would just go and like, fix the situation, right? I'd, I would help them do the thing that they want to do or figure out the situation they're facing, like how to carry more than two things at one time. You know, just take the two things and then come back for the next thing. Or, you know, how to turn on the, the bathroom light. I just go and turn it on for them. Now, this would happen and still happens multiple times every single day. 
The worst part is that they would make a bigger and bigger and bigger deal about smaller and smaller and smaller things. And I would hear yelling or, and or crying coming from across the house and you know, I'd get up and hustle just to make sure everything was okay. And it was something small that they were dealing with. Like they put their shoe on the wrong foot. Just switch feet, guys. And it was incredibly frustrating for me. It was frustrating because they were dealing with something that me or Lauren could easily make better for them, but they would rather sit there and cry and complain and make all the crazy noises than just ask for help. Now, when I hear them making a bunch of noises, I'll go over there, just like I always would, and I'll ask, hey, hey, what's going on? And then they'll say, oh, well, this thing's tough. And I'll go, oh, is there anything you'd like me to help you with? And then I'll just wait for them to answer. I won't say anything else. Now, when they do say, yeah, there's, I need help with this, I'll help them with their issue. And then when I'm done, I'll tell them, well, if you need help with something, all you have to do is ask me or your mom, and we would love to help you. Now, when I walk over and I find out that there's something wrong at this point, now I'm like, oh man, my shoe's on the wrong foot. And I'll go, oh, okay. Sounds tough. And then I just wait. Because, I mean, I want to help them every time I hear them struggling, but I also want to normalize them asking for help from me and Lauren, instead of just expecting everybody to know when they need help. And to be fully honest, this is something I have struggled with for a very long time. So there's a really good chance I'm the one that passed it on to them. So this isn't like throwing stones at my kids. They probably watched it or learned it from watching me. Now, what about you? Is this something you are good at? Do you have trouble asking for help? Do you make thinly veiled statements about how tired you are to your spouse, hoping that they'll like jump in and do all your responsibilities for the night? Do you uh, make a comment on, being, on money being like a little short in front of your parents, hoping that they might like buy you dinner or, or invite you over to, to do something over there? Or do you get onto social media and complain about how tough something is, hoping that someone will reply and come to your rescue? So many of us don't know how to or don't want to ask for help. Like I know some of us are just completely against asking for anything. And this is a problem. I want you to know that you can ask for help, especially in this community. Here at Akuo, part of the reason we exist is so we can help out the people around us. But we can't help you if we don't know that you need it. So this is a problem for some of us. Now what gets worse is that this idea of refusing help and just doing it all on our own, it can spill over into our relationship with God. Because we're so used to not asking for anything that we think we can do everything on our own. And we have this God that is here for us. Here's the thing though. That's, that's not how this thing has been set up for us, right? We're not supposed to be doing these things on our own. And we actually see what Jesus has to say about asking for things in the account of his life written by the Apostle Luke. Now, what we know about Luke is that he was not a believer in God as he was growing up, but something changed for him once he was grown. 
In his adult life, he became a believer. Then sometime after that, Luke used all these scholarly abilities that he had gained throughout his adult life to research and document the life of Jesus. Now, Luke wasn't there when the events of Jesus' life actually happened. However, Luke was able to sit down and interview people that were there. He was able to go and spend time with all the people that were there to see what happened with Jesus. And then he recorded everything like the great historian he was. So in this passage, in this part of teaching that we're going to be taking a look at today, Jesus has just finished teaching his disciples what some people might know as the Lord's Prayer. Our friend Pastor John Pyle just talked about that, taught us about that a couple weeks ago. Jesus showed all of his disciples the best way to pray. Now, immediately following that teaching, Jesus continued on. And here is what Luke had to write about that next lesson. Then, teaching them more about prayer, Jesus used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. So as we see this, I want to give you some context to understand the depth of this parable Jesus is using. A bunch of things that the folks that he was talking to would have completely understood immediately. First off, this is something that we probably all understand. It's midnight. And there's an incredibly small percentage of people that wouldn't be put off by someone knocking at their door at this time of night. So Jesus is just explaining, this is the most inopportune time to get a knock at the door. With that being said, back in this culture, hospitality was one of the highest qualities that they held within their culture. They lived out hospitality for their fellow Jewish brother. So they would normally be bound by this idea to help out their fellow neighbor. And it's why the man is knocking on the door to begin with, right? He had a guest show up at his house and he didn't have any food to feed him. That's why he's knocking on the door of his friend in the middle of the night. But here is where things get really complicated. The man that is in his bedroom is probably in a house where uh, they, they would work downstairs and then upstairs they had a one-room loft where everyone slept. This was very, very common in this place, in this area that they were in. So this man was calling down to his friend at midnight, right? He's calling down to him saying, hey, I'm, I'm in my bedroom. Uh, I can't do this. And then to get back down to where the man was knocking at the door, he'd have to climb over his family that was asleep in this one room with him. And by the way, no electricity. So if he, everyone wasn't awake with the knocking and talking and back and forth, then they would have been waking up when the dad stepped on all of them on their way to the door, all right? So, so lots of stuff going on here. All of this to say, the chances that this guy needs bread in the middle of the night gets what he's looking for are, are slim at best, right? He's not gonna get this. However, Jesus continues in this story. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Now what Jesus is saying here is that even though things look bleak for this man needing bread in the middle of the night, his persistence won the day, will win the day. By just continuing to knock on the door with shameless persistence, this man will be able to give some bread to the friend that is visiting him. Now think about that term, shameless persistence. 
What do you think shameless persistence might look like? For some of us, that might be like kind of annoying, right? Like that salesman that just keeps on bothering you and bothering you and trying to sell and sell and sell. Just continuing to work and work and work and ask and knock until something happens. That's what shameless persistence might look like for a lot of us. And it actually makes me think about the quote that hangs in the San Antonio Spurs locker room. It's been hanging in their locker room for the last few decades. Here's what it says. When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. So guys, we see all the highlight reels when we get on social media, right? Few people show the hard work, frustration, and the, the gnashing of teeth that it takes to get to that highlight reel. They just show the end product. No one sees the way someone stayed up late every night for years, making their job go well, making that new thing work for them. All they see is like the new car that they bought, right? No one sees the hours of conversations and, and all the times that they, of, of mutual submission and work that a couple might put in with each other. All we see is like the picture of their 10th anniversary dinner. So what Jesus is showing us is that even in the real world, with normal people, persistence will pay off. Then he pivots it into prayer and dealing with God. So let's continue with this teaching. Jesus says, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Remember in the passage before this, Jesus breaks down the format in which we are to pray, the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. But right here in this parable, Jesus is explaining how often we are to be praying. Jesus is explaining what we need to do when our prayers aren't being answered quickly. Jesus says to keep on asking. Jesus says to keep on seeking. And Jesus says to keep on knocking. Because when we do, we will receive what we are asking for. We will find what we are seeking. We will have the door opened for us. And not by some random friend, but by God. Jesus is telling us all we have to do is ask. We have a Father a God that is happy to help us. Ask, seek, knock. A-S-K. Just ask. And that brings us to our big idea for today. If you only remember one thing from this message today, let it be this. When you need something, ask. A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock. When you need something, ask. It's that simple. So even though this is the last day of our 21 days of prayer series, this shouldn't be the end of your conversation that you have been having with God over the last 21 days. This shouldn't be the end of you asking for whatever it is that you have been asking for. I want to urge you to keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. In this time, I want these 21 days 
to be more than 21 days. We need to be making routines, not resolutions. It's more than just this early part of the year. This is completely new stuff. We need to normalize asking because we don't know if a prayer will be answered in a day or a decade, right? I mean, to be fully honest, it's how Akuo got started. I mean, this story starts about 10 years ago. At that point, I was the producer of services at, at then known as City Church Downtown, now at City Tribe. And Lauren and I had just purchased a house in the Monticello Park neighborhood, right down the street from here. And shortly after moving in, while I was driving down Fredericksburg Road, uh, going to work, I, I, very, I heard very clearly from God. He said, start praying for that building over there, which is the gym uh, here at Redeemer Lutheran Church. And I didn't really know what to make of it, so I just did. I, I prayed about it almost every time I passed the school building up, that God would do something great there, like somebody would be there someday and, and something awesome would happen. I mean, I'm just a producer of services at a time. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I'm not anything. So I'm just like, hey, God, do something cool there someday. Years later, Doug would let me know that he felt like God was leading me to go and start a church of my own someday. So I went and I talked to Lauren, prayed about it, and it was totally confirmed by God. So we started moving forward. We found Abel, he joined the team. We started thinking about where we could move. And the first thing that hit me while we were in prayer was this building here at Redeemer that God had been asking me to pray about for years and years before. So in my mind, my next move was to get with their property manager, uh, to go find some funding, and then we would figure out what it would be cost to renting it, right? Like, we're going we're gonna to business our way through this thing. And it was during that time that one Sunday, I was being prayed for at church. You know, I went up to the prayer team, hey, can you pray for, for this, the building, and, and what we're doing, and, and all that stuff. So during that prayer, I had this picture coming to my head, like a straight up moving picture in my head out of nowhere, uh, you know, like almost like a vision. And I got a picture of me in, at the front door of Redeemer Lutheran Church knocking on the door. And when I could see myself knocking at the door, I heard God say, ask for it. And I knew exactly what that meant. God didn't want me to go and like negotiate a rental price. He wanted me to show up, knock on a door, and ask for an entire building to be given to me. So, like a good and faithful servant, I told him, no, I won't be doing that. Remember, I don't like asking for help. I don't like handouts. I don't do things like that. I don't like to show vulnerability in that way. Again, he said, ask for it. Now this time, I, I changed my tune though. Instead of saying no, I said, I'll think about it. Showing growth, right? Right? That's good. But I, I didn't tell anybody about this vision I had because I didn't really want to do it. I just hoped that it would like all fade away, just all go away. So the next day, I'm going about my business trying to forget what God had told me the day before. And I got a text from one of the people that was praying with me that day before. She said, I was reading in my Bible and God told me to send what I was reading today. This is, she, she had opened up her Bible, and, and God had led her to this text. She then texted me a picture of what she was reading through. You want to take a guess at what she was reading that day? It was a picture of Luke's writing in chapter 11. Ask, seek, and knock, which is exactly what God was telling me to do. He wanted me to show up, knock on a door, and ask for a building. 
I wouldn't have believed it if it didn't happen to me. Now here's where it gets crazy for me. In this passage that we've been going through, Jesus is telling us that we need to be asking, seeking, and knocking. But in this case, at least with me, it was God that was doing that. He wasn't letting me go back to bed without doing what he asked. He wasn't going to stop knocking on my door. So I had to follow through on what he asked me to do. Go and knock on the door at the Redeemer, at, at Redeemer and ask for a building. So a few days later, I go to the church and I knock at the back door. You know, knock real loud, knock real hard, no answer. At that point, I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to keep, keep going. So I go to the front because that was the, the door I saw in my picture, right? When, when I saw it today, I go and knock on the door. I'm looking in the windows, no answer. Well, then I go and I knock on, on a side door, knocking that door real loud because I'm going, I'm going to knock loud. So there's no excuses, no answer. Then I go to the other side of the building. There's two more doors over there. Knock on both of those doors, no answer. Go to the back. There's one more door in the back, nothing. I knocked on every single door in the entire building and nobody answered any of them. And at that point, I'm like, all right, I did my part, Lord. I knocked on every single door. I did what I was supposed to do. I'm out of here. I didn't want to do this to begin with. So as I'm walking away again, I just hear the Lord keep knocking. So I went back to the first door and I knock. I wait like maybe one second. I start to turn around and I'm telling God, there isn't any, anybody here. I already knocked on this door. And as soon as I'm saying that, the door opens. And that's when I met Pastor Mike Bailey, the pastor of Redeemer Lutheran Church. I mean, I was completely unprepared to actually talk with someone in that moment. So I stumbled over what I was saying. I was like, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm a pastor that lives in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, um, do, you, do you have a couple minutes to, to chat? And, and Pastor Mike, in his infinite hospitality and gentleness and grace, invited me in. And then he spent the next few hours asking me questions, listening to my story, and eventually I was able to get to the reason I was there. I was able to lay out the whole story of God telling me to knock on doors and ask for the building. Now Mike was excited. He was like fired up hearing the story and, and talking about it, but he told me he couldn't give me a building. But he would be an advocate for what our church was doing. And I, I want to tell you, he wasn't lying. He has been. I don't feel like Mike and the, the people at Redeemer are uh, our landlords. I feel like they are partners in what we are doing to bring as many people into community with Jesus and one another. And when it comes to this community that we're talking about, of being with Jesus and one another, Jesus explains what it looks like to be in community with him and the Father then he also explains what we should be asking for. Here's what he taught that was recorded by Luke. Jesus said, You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you, sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So for us, we don't have to deal with a God that is too tired or preoccupied to help us. We have a God that knows how to give well, that knows how to give good gifts better than we know how to give gifts to our own children. He knows how to take care of us better than we know how to take care of the people that we love most in this world. So when we ask, when we seek, when we knock, 
the best thing that we could be asking for is the Holy Spirit. And when we ask for it, it will be given because we are in community with Jesus. Now, maybe you're, you're, you're someone that might feel like you aren't in community with Jesus, and that's okay because there's an incredibly simple way that you can enter into this community, into this family with God the Father and with Jesus. It's by simply believing. You don't need your life to be perfect. You don't have to jump through a bunch of religious hoops. All you have to do is simply believe. And by simply believing, you will get that Holy Spirit, that thing that Jesus says you should be asking for. Now to confirm that belief, all you have to do is have a simple conversation with Jesus. We would call that a prayer. And to make it a little easier, I'm going to ask all of our community here at Akuo to be praying along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, you never have to pray alone. You always have a community here to support you and pray alongside with you. So if you want to do that right now, I just want you to bow your head and pray something like this along with me. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed. And what I want to do is give all of you a chance to pray. I want to give you space in this moment, in this message right now, to knock on the door. I want to give you the chance to ask, seek, and knock with God, with Jesus. So what we're going to do is put three minutes up on a timer, and then I will return to help you finish out all your prayers. Your three minutes starts now.
Jesus, thank you for everything you did for us. Thank you for everything you continue to do for us. Jesus, thank you for the cross. Jesus, thank you for laying your life down for me. Jesus, thank you for your name. Jesus, I ask right now that you would help me deal, you'd help us deal with all the problems we are facing right now. Jesus, help us get through this time. Help us make our way through this without falling apart. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we're going to continue to knock on this door until you answer. Jesus, thank you for everything. And we pray all of these things in your holy and awesome name. Jesus, amen. Now, before you go, there are a few things I want to share with you. We talked about this last week, but I do want to mention it again because this is very big news for us, right? We've been talking about this knocking on doors and praying and, 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 and getting into the places we have. And, and this has to do with our building, uh, having services here in our building here at Akuo. Now, this, we're hoping to get this very soon within the next few months, within the next eight weeks or so. And when we get in, this will be phase one. Basically, it'll be warm and we can be comfortable while we're in there. Now, while this is very exciting, I do want to temper your expectations. We will still have tons of work for us to do before we are able to get to a point where we are completely comfortable in this building. So please be patient with us as we start to make this move sometime in the next few months. And please be praying for us to go as smoothly as possible, that this process goes as smoothly as possible. And the next thing I want to share with you are our community groups. They will be starting back up this week. As a matter of fact, there are two starting up tomorrow. You can see all the groups that we currently have available at akuo.church community. You can just type that into your phone right now, akuo.church community. Now, if you're someone that is looking to have a group of people that will pray with you, love on you, and walk with you, through your week, then join one of these today. If you need some partners that are gonna ask, seek, and knock with you, this is the thing to do. I say this all the time. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you do here at Akuo. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is how we are sacrificially generous here at Akuo Church. There are very, there's so many ways to do it. No matter how you are being sacrificially generous to the church, we want you to be listening to God to see how much he wants you to be giving. Now, if you aren't sure where to start or how to get this going, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, that could be a place where you start. We know that God always blesses you when you trust him with anything, right? When you trust him with your family, when you trust him with your work, when you trust him with anything, you see blessing in that situation. The same thing is applied when you trust him with what you've been provided, with your finances. Now, a sacrificial, now sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now, which we totally understand. Things might be really tough for you and your family. And if things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you. Remember, we were talking about asking for help. This is the time where I'm asking you, help me help you. Help us help you. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. 
So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, please let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. Or you could also send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to sacrificially give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, and clicking on the giving link. We also have our text-to-tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to sacrificially give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to AKUO at PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love each and every one of you, and I'll be praying for you all week long for the entirety of this year. And it won't just be me, it'll be our entire team, it'll be our entire community praying for one another. Now, before you go, I just wanna pray for you one last time. So, uh, Father, Jesus, just I thank you for, for everything. And I ask that as everybody turns off their phone and, and closes their, their computer and, and, and turns off their TV, I pray that you would be speaking to them and that they would be able to hear you. I pray that you would encourage them to ask you for whatever it is they need. I pray that you'd be encouraging them to ask their neighbors, their friends for the things that they need right now, Lord. I pray that they would be going and seeking you and knocking on your door every single day, Lord. Thank you for everything. I love you. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and precious name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you today. I will see you at one of the community groups this week. Have a good one. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.